0: Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today I have a very special guest. I have Nate Estes. Welcome, Nate, and thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you, Dr. Becker. It's an honor to be here on your
0: platform. Well, we're really excited to have you share with our listeners, viewers, and readers about this amazing, not only the amazing journey that you've been on, but what this journey has inspired you to set up. So why don't you, I know who you are, and I know what you're passionate about, but why don't you share with us? our listeners and viewers, what, what, um, who you are, and what you're doing, and why you're so passionate about it.
1: Hi, um, I'm Nate Estes from Mighty Hearts Project. Um, I set up an organization along with a few others to help families that are dealing with mitral valve disease, and a lot of us were diagnosed with um, mitral valve disease for our dogs and told that there weren't any viable options. So we pretty much, uh, we all did our research and found out that there was one person in the entire world at the time that can do mitral valve repair surgery with very high success, like 92%. So we basically banded together, created a group to help families um, with all the logistical information to Get to the locations which are international, which could be a challenge financially, emotionally. We just created this whole entire organization to help them as a free resource to get where they need to, you know, to go and get on the other side of this whole disease. And it's it's been an amazing thing.
0: So back up and uh, share with our audience a little bit about how. You were introduced. I know that you had no idea. you probably felt like you were hit by a train when your dog got the diagnosis, but back up and walk us through your own personal experience with um, receiving this diagnosis and then um, and then just kind of spell out how you met the this amazing surgeon that was able to transform your dog's life.
1: Yes, um, so my dog, Zoe, was diagnosed with mitoal disease at the age of five, a very early onset and it started out with an annual checkup. She got diagnosed with heart murmur and I didn't even know what that was at the time. And so we, we were referred to a cardiologist, uh, board certified cardiologist, and we went to that appointment. That's when they diagnosed her with mitral valve disease and basically said she's got about six to 12 months left before she probably, you know, goes into heart failure and passes. Um, so the only Answer for me was medication. We only medicate dogs uh, to the point of they either die of something else or renal failure from all the medications that are just combined. So I was, we were devastated, you know, devastated to find out this was the case on my five-year-old, you know, basically my daughter, and you know, we we basically just. Uh, couldn't believe it she was going to be gone in 12 months. So we, I came home and did the research extensively for days. And I found some options uh, of surgical repair that were very highly successful. And the surgeon came actually to Cornell University, Dr. Masami Iwachi, to do the repairs. And I started looking into more about what is the surgery? Where is he? Uh, it was trying to piece all that together. I, I contacted the original person that started the article for Cornell, who wrote about that dog with Dylan Raskin and his dog Esme. I pieced that together, got a hold of the journalist. Uh, next thing you know, Dylan calls me and tells me what I have to do and got me on track to find these doctors. And we pretty much got a hold of the doctors and started looking into it. and you know it was they were doing it in France, training the French team to do this, and they're based in Japan, so trying to piece it together was a nightmare logistically and and so within three months, uh, we figured it all out uh, wired the money to people we never even met, and I vetted it through Cornell and other reputable you know organizations for the vet field, and they vouched for it and we off we went to France in three months to save her life.
0: And, and what, what, what year was this, Nate? This
1: was 2016.
0: Okay. And at that time, how many of these mitral valve repair surgeries had the surgeon done? Hundreds? A couple dozen? Six?
1: Yeah, he's done probably at that time about, uh, I want to say about 600.
0: Wow. And is he a, is he a human cardiologist working on dogs or is he a veterinary cardiologist working on dogs?
1: He's a veterinarian uh, cardiologist. He's, um, was a professor in, at the, in Japan.
0: Got it. And then was he, in addition to training the Cornell veterinarians, how to do this procedure? Is he, is he training now vets all over the world or still primarily France, Nate?
1: um he actually france is now starting to do this on their own so they are doing what many have to do when you're trained you leap out on your own and have to prove yourself and so now he's he's just doing it in japan but he is actually in process of setting up a a u.s uh, surgical program Um, they're almost done setting up the contracts uh, i can't say the name of the university until yeah it's all finalized sure. but um they hope, hopefully within six months to a year be in the u.s doing a full-fledged training program on how to do this
0: amazing amazing because that of course i think people listening to this would be like oh my gosh that's so amazing that you knitted together this ability to save your own dog's life however what if people can't fly their dogs to france to have their heart Fixed. So there's potential for this to to be in the states potentially.
1: Yes. To um, such a difficult thing to fly your dog halfway across the world. You most people have never even done that. Yeah. Go you know, on a plane and some dogs that are that are in end stage. That that's a lot of pressure on them with hypertension and, and putting them on a plane and yeah. nowadays a lot of with all the restrictions that are in place, it's very difficult and. Um, A lot of these families have to get there as emotional support animals to basically fly on their laps so that they can not be in a bag with a cardiac issue trying to save their life. Yeah.
0: So, so I have two questions surrounding Mm -hmm. that. At what I'm sure the as with any disease, the earlier that we intervene, the better the outcome. But at what stage in a mitral valve disease will it be? too late to consider surgical repair? Are you, are you aware of that? At what stage will they say, you know what, there's, yeah. the risk is too great?
1: Usually it has to do with age because to go under the bypass is very difficult on the body. And, you know, having an older patient is not, especially with other medical underlying issues, that's something that they weigh everything. They do so many tests, um, coagulation tests, and they're looking for everything to make sure your dog is a hundred percent fit for this because they do not want to put you under this kind of situation and fight you halfway across the world with a dog riddled with cancer, god forbid. Yeah. Um so yeah, they 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 vet everything really well and it's just uh you know, and it's pretty expensive. It's a couple thousand dollars to do all this tests here in the U.S.
0: Exactly. Not to mention ju- just those preemptive tests, not to mention the, the, the cost of their repair. So this is, there's this tremendous expense. And then that was my second question, is there's this overwhelming expense because this is a highly specialized procedure that really no one in the U.S. is doing. Um, that probably is one of the reasons that you started your organization, I'm assuming
1: yes yes no we started it because well mainly it was there are so many people out there with heart disease that are going through this that you know needed that this community was needed for this repair because so many go through this and come back and, and, and not a lot of doctors understand the repair itself so the medical um understanding and you know, people come back and don't get the answers that they want. And um, it's just been challenging trying to train the doctors here in the U.S. like what to expect after, because they're so used to, you know, managing it uh, medically with medication. Of course,
0: of course. In <laughs> fact, just well, and when I went to vet school, this is 25 years ago, they didn't even mention that there was, and maybe 25 years ago there wasn't this option, but it wasn't even in, it wasn't even in our realm of certainly not training, but even as a part of something to consider. Um, Twenty-five years ago, they they were beginning to do kidney transplants on cats, but there was never a mention of doing mitral valve repair. So, this is new and it's expensive, and there aren't doctors that are trained for that. So, so what year? Tell us what year did you set up the organization? Tell us a little bit about the organization, and then. Um, and then people get in contact with you when they're, when they have a brand new diagnosis or t- tell us a little bit about your mighty harsh project.
1: Well, first, I, I think I dodged the question on pricing, but in the U S yeah, about $30, <laughs> yeah. the reason why it's, it takes a team of 10 doctors with very skills, you know, a high skill set that's not in demand right now. And they have to dedicate their lives to this one procedure, which is, you know that's a lot of commitment for a doctor to just stop everything they're doing for this one procedure dedicated sur- uh, surgical room the equipment the traveling from Japan to wherever they're going to do this that's that's a huge expense so but in Japan it's currently $17,000 and okay that is more atta- attainable I think for most people plus travel yeah. costs. and yep. so and they're doing it in London now with Dr. Dan Brockman at the Royal Veterinarian College, okay. a little bit with Dr. Masami. Um, and is, they've done about 40 now. So they're doing it and they're a second option as well to go to. So it's starting to happen. And But what we did with Mighty Hearts Project is it was based on setting up uh, an organization as a free resource so that we don't profit or anything like that from this, just to help the families um, figure out, where do you stay? Uh, Airbnbs, I mean, which ones are pet friendly? Um, how do you manage the airline process? Uh, yeah. The USDA certificate paperwork? Um, you know, the, the quarantine process for Japan, that's daunting in itself. Yeah. And just piecing all that together and guiding them, because we all, went. all of us at Mighty Arts Project, have underwent this procedure with our dogs. Yeah. So we all know very well what everyone is going through. And the goal of this was just help them get there and get on the other side of this to enjoy the gift of time with their dogs.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's it's wonderful that after you kind of forge your way through this, you realize that this beautiful gift you can give others is to help them through the process. Because the diagnosis itself is overwhelming, but that's just the beginning of this entire process. The whole thing is just overwhelming. So, Nate, when you got Zoe back, does is does Zoe have a perfect heart now? Does she have a um, compensated heart? Is she a hundred percent? Is is her heart seventy percent? Like, where is she with heart? health after the procedure
1: well um, unfortunately with Zoe she she had an early onset of mitral valve disease at five and she's seven now it's two years later since surgery Um, she recently started having a bit of a prolapse issue where the valve started thickening and creating gaps uh, which increased the regurgitation so now she's actually starting to become severe um, in her regurgitation Mm-hmm. and you know <clears throat> this is a progressive disease yeah even though the the surgery is designed to basically hold the the cordate tendine in place as they rupture because as they rupture you basically increase your regurgitation and to the point of you have to medically manage it keep the fluid out of the lungs and you know you just keep adding and adding <clears throat> with her it's um She's just a fast-progressing dog uh, on her leaflets, regardless of the surgery, which is definitely holding her back from being in failure right now. She's not in heart failure. Yeah. But things are kind of, you know, the left ventricle, left atrium, they're they're growing, and her heart is growing again. They're actually considering whether or not we would go back to Japan in February for a secondary open-heart bypass surgery. Wow. In the process of sort of... (laughs) Um, thinking about what we're going to do with that, and, and yep. but I've been very clear with the community because we are a very open, honest community that that says, "Hey, this is what it is," and you know, yep. you have to make that decision very informed. That it's not a cure, right? I wish it was. It's it's a great gift of time, and you know, I've had people go to Japan for surgery and meet families in the lobby that I've had the surgery, and they're coming in for their seven-year checkup with no issues.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: And I've yeah. seen dogs personally myself <clears throat> in stage D with probably a week left to live coming in on, on an oxygen chamber um, who end up actually currently even now better than where Zoe's at.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, so there's, of course, and I think you bring up a really valid point in addition to, I mean, there's, there are many different types of heart disease and, and each animal actually can have several different cardiac things going on. It may not just be one issue. I think that that's a really important point to make. And then, you know, age of diagnosis and severity and you know progression are all things are all individual variables that we have to consider with each patient for sure. So right now, Of course, Japan, kind of the hub of where this technology came out of. It's happening in London, happening in France, potentially happening in the U.S. in the next, let's say, one to two years. Is there any place else around the world where people would be able to take their animals for this procedure, or right now that's it?
1: There is a doctor in Austria, Dr. Peter Modler. Um, I haven't heard a lot about him, but I've heard he's also doing it. But primarily, it's pretty much the three places that we know about and everyone, you know, has gone to. Okay. So now it's just, it's an emerging thing. And, and, you know, our group is pretty much the of of its success.
0: So if people wanted to learn more about your group, where do they, where do they go? Website, Facebook, what, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah,
1: we're in... MightyHeartsProject.org, and <clears throat> excuse me, we're also on um, Facebook at um, Mighty Hearts MBD Community, and uh, Instagram as well, and Twitter, and uh, I do it all.
0: <laughs> that which is great, which is great. Um, if there's something you want the world to know about this disease or this condition, um, like what what would you say your foundational thought? are surrounding um, all that you've been through and the services you're providing to the world through your outreach program?
1: Um, I would say that you definitely got to do your research. Um, Learn supplementation to keep that heart young because we're fighting a progressive disease. Um, Don't ever give up lean on people to to uh, who have been through this to walk you through your journey because you're not alone in this Mm -hmm. and that basically uh, just keep fighting and don't give up because that's life you you we get thrown into a lot of uh, difficult situations with this disease and medical management and and how do you pill a dog four or five times a day and (laughs) it's it's so so hard hard and but that's what the community is for. We're, we're here to help in any way you need us. Um, we're all family in this, and, and we wanna support the veterinarian education to advance these techniques because uh, this surgical procedure is a beautiful gift of time that I've seen personally with hundreds of dogs that wouldn't be here today without this intervention. And it's important that we help the veterinarian community uh, learn these upcoming procedures and help them in any way we can and help each other and just be better pet parents, continually fighting to do the best we can for them, given our circumstances.
0: Yeah. And that's a beautiful mission. Uh, And I know that in your situation, having met you and know exactly how you feel about your dog, I know that you would do anything, anything for her. So then just one last question, because I have had this question countless times. Unfortunately, there are vets out there. um, I call them old school vets. And I don't know how or why. It's not that they don't love animals. It's that oftentimes what they say is, yeah, you know, your dog has a heart condition and there's nothing you can do. When actually that isn't the case. And even just reading comments when I write articles on heart disease, people say, you know, my dog was diagnosed with a grade one murmur, a grade two murmur, and my vet said there's nothing we can do. That's just not... True. And it doesn't mean that uh, you may not have the resources to pack your dog up and fly your dog to France, but that still doesn't mean that there's nothing you can do. Um, Have you had a number of people in your group say, hey, you know, I'm coming to you because my vet said there's nothing I can do. Have you heard that before? Like I have heard this?
1: Um, Yes, uh, all the time. Um, Yeah. I hear so many different things, but it's actually, it's getting better um, Mm -hmm. because a lot of them are actually finding us or hearing about us now. And that's what we're trying to push is the educational piece to the veterinarian community. We we do attend um, sessions uh, like uh, ACVIM and other things to try and get the word out about this. And in the US, the word will get out. But um, I do hear a lot of doctors that tell their patients that nothing can be done. I myself was told that um, by a board certified cardiologists that they've tried to do surgeries in in the US, nothing um, was successful, there's nothing you can do. Uh, That's what I was told and I went to Google and started researching and found this solution, Mm -hmm. highly successful in the 92% they are. And I went back and asked him later, why didn't you tell me, Um, he knew about this option it's not to say that all of them either don't know or, or I think it's a hard balance to, if you think you're a lot of patients can't even afford or don't want to even pay for a $3,000 leg surgery or something. And right, I think a lot of them struggle with, if I tell them that now they're going to feel guilty because they can't do this. And that's a hard thing, I guess. But in the end, you just got to be honest and, and just let them know because I've had people that said, well, I didn't know about this. And if I would have known about this, I would have had a year prior um, to getting my dog uh, to surgery. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing about this disease. Getting in before the physical damage continues to destroy your heart is key. Yep. To best. And if the longer you wait, the harder and the less successful results. So it's important that these, that's, you know, this cardiologist are, are, letting everyone know and, and getting, getting them or letting them make that decision themselves,
0: themselves. Nate, any, are there any insurance programs that partially cover this just exorbitant expense or none?
1: No, I had an insurance program that actually covered it, but my payout was like $5,000. So I pretty okay. much used it all for pre-testing and, and yeah. echoed, uh, after because when you come back, you have to do it one month, three months, six months, and then every six months after, forever pretty much. And there are companies, they all say that if it was in the U.S., they'll cover it. So Okay. So when it's actually here, what's going to happen and whether or not they'll choose to find a way to exclude it or will they pay it. And yeah. I know that there's currently a lawsuit currently with Healthy Pet, if I can say that name, but. Um, about this coming to the U.S. and they won't cover it. Hmm.
0: That's, yeah, and that's disheartening, but also not surprising, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So the, the goal would be, of course, to be able to train enough surgeons in the U.S. at a variety of different hospitals, even if we have one hospital that's specialized in it, that it would, like like in Japan, 40000 versus $17,000. $17,000 is still a tremendous experience Expense, but it's a whole lot better than forty thousand. And like any procedure, the more doctors that are trained in it, the 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 less expensive the technique will become over time. Yeah, Wait, for instance, there, yeah,
1: Sorry. yeah. For instance, like France, it was um, what will it? It's what will the you know? It's what the price will be in the U.S. But now it's slashed to like twenty thousand dollars. So it got okay. in half once the training program ended.
0: Yep. So it, I would
1: think it would probably be in the twenty twenty two thousand once that happens. It's yeah. just, you know, meanwhile, um, it's <clears throat> just a costly thing for this whole intervention. And
0: it is, you know, it is.
1: For, for us, it was, I think 30,000. We're still paying off those loans, but
0: yeah, Yep. And, and I think some people will listen to this interview and say, you have to be kidding me. Are you kidding me? I'm sure people have said that to you, Nate. People are going to say, are you, kidding? that's the cost of a expensive car or a kid's you know, college education or a cottage somewhere. Um, and I'm sure that there, we're going to have viewers and listeners here and say that. However, I think you hit the nail on the head. Our job is not to judge others for making the decisions that they made. Our job is to recognize that for some of us and in your situation, uh, you can't put a price tag on uh, the extra time that you've had with Zoe. It's priceless to you.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> life is precious and every, every, this whole thing has taught me basically that life is precious, you gotta be kind you know support when you support so many people with a tragic
0: situation it changes places um fighting
1: with um you know the, the knowledge uh to learn and pass this on to help these people do better and be better and that's what we have to do in life and not judge people for what they're doing um just if we supported each other instead of beating each other up the things we can get accomplished so our goal here is just not to judge anybody whether they want to do this or not just come here learn if you want to do it we're going to help you all the way if you don't we're going to help you all the way
0: yeah and that's i tell you that's a beautiful gift you're giving the community of people struggling with uh, cardiovascular disease in their pets. You've been through it and you are still going through it. And your ability to humbly share and support others in the same situation is a real gift. And I appreciate you not only sharing your story with us, but setting up this organization so that you're in a position to be a light and support to others. Um, That's an invaluable gift. And I appreciate you doing it thank you so much for sharing your story with us and and all that you're doing to help people who are in the same situation
1: Thank you dr. Becker. it's an honor and, and I follow your journey in, in a lot of <clears throat> what you're doing and I'm really proud of, of really everybody and where this uh, where everything is going in the world right now yes yeah. so
0: well let's plan on touching base in a few years if this if we could get this training program set up in the u.s and we've got dogs that are potentially starting into this program, maybe in two to three years, we'll have an update uh, that we can let our viewers and audience know in terms of uh, potentially more economical options, but also where the location would be in the US, we can give them more information. So as you get more information, I'm excited for you to share what you've discovered and learned with our audience.
1: Yes, and and you guys are all welcome to come down there and take a look at it yourself. You should really check it out. (laughs) <laughs> it changes your life when you see something like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing your story with us, Nate.
1: Thank you, Dr. Becker.